0: Yes, yes, Welcome back, beautiful Earthlings, to yet another amazing episode of Yet Another Podcast. Your boys, Sumit and Thunmit, we're back. What up, Summit?
1: What's going on, fellow Earthling? When did you start that? I don't
0: know. Uh, I just started doing it. I just feel like the world is getting a lot smaller, uh, and <laughs> uh, we're losing... In, I feel like we're all becoming closer as earthlings, you know, there is no such thing as an American or a Canadian or an Indian anymore, I just feel like we're all just like...
1: So you're pretty much saying that we're all human. We're all human. We're all earthlings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling just extra existential right now? What's going on?
0: <laughs> uh, <I> th- <laughs> Yo, there has been some crazy energy in the universe lately, man. Uh, I've been sitting with my mom and having a lot of deep talks. My mom loves talking about this stuff. She's a very religious person, and um, she you know, loves talking about this stuff, and I love talking about this stuff with her, so we've been having a lot of discussions about like humans and the way our minds work and the way the universe works and our relationship with other humans and things like that, you know? So it's, Mm -hmm. it's been good, man. Um, so that's probably where that's coming from.
1: Has she shared any wisdom with you that you can share with our listeners?
0: Um, let's see. Um, the one thing that me and her talked about today actually was, uh, we were talking about this concept of fear Um, and, uh, me and her sort of just bounced points off of each other, but we talked about how everything that we do as humans comes out of fear. It's Mm -hmm. run, run by fear basically. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, like we, I mean, she loves talking about religion. And so we started talking about religion and how like even the concept of God was, birth out of this concept of fear like Mm -hmm. you know we i gave her this perfect example right um so this is the example i gave i said look um uh my friend trisha she was telling me a story about this young man in new york i don't know if you've heard this story actually this shit is pretty crazy and maybe this is a good time to highlight this and then i'll use the story to talk about what our conversation was about um uh, there's a story of a young uh, Desi American in New York City who's a very successful entrepreneur, and he was recently murdered in his penthouse in New York City. Did you hear about this?
1: Yeah, I have uh, mutual friends with that. With the guy. You do?
0: Okay, so yeah. yeah, Trisha does too, exactly. And that, I didn't know about the exact details, but she went into detail and told me about how it happened, why it happened, this, that, and the other. And I was so floored. Like, what the fuck? Like, how? It, it sounded like an episode out of Breaking Bad. And I was like, how is this real life? Mm-hmm. Like, she was telling me that the murderer dismembered his body yeah. with a saw. And I was like, how? And the guys, the, guy, the murderer is only like what? I, I think she was saying it's like 21 or something. And I was like, what the actual fuck, dude? This is insane shit. Like, yeah. I can't believe this is happening to people that we know.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, directly or indirectly. Like, it, it's insane. Anyway, so I was telling my mom, I was like, so this guy gets murdered in New York City, right? So this event happens. And I was like, mom, you remember, like, Newton's Law, like, every, every action has an equal or opposite reaction. She was like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I was like, now... If you wanted to trace back, like, what led to this moment, what led to this murder, I was like, you know, you start talking about the variables. It's, oh, um, well, first there was a dispute and, well, the guy reacted this way and, and, you know, he ended up killing him because of his upbringing. And then we have to talk about, like, oh, his psychological issues and you know then his parents upbringing and like if you start piecing together that string of events that leads to this moment it's infinite Mm -hmm. it's it's so infinite that you can't trace it back to you know this is the reason and so i was saying to her i was explaining this to her i said you know Everything happens because, you know, of this chain of actions or chain of events, basically. And I was like, it's too random. It's too vast. It's too infinite for anybody to try and grasp, to try and even comprehend. And because Mm -hmm. we can't comprehend it, that fear of not being able to comprehend why shit is happening at random leads to this idea of let's assign a responsible party. And that responsible party becomes this idea of God. Like, oh, something bad happened, it's his will. Something good happens, it's his will. It's his Mm -hmm. doing. You know what I mean? Like, God is doing this. We don't know why, but he's responsible. And what that does is that sort of, like, gives us some sort of comfort. It eases our fear a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And so and that was cool because she was like yeah i agree with you and i was like okay cool i was like and i was like you know what you're not wrong for even assigning the quote unquote god personality to this because at the end of the day like at least according to sikhi like if you look at the definition of god the definition of god is literally he is everything but also nothing at the same time mm-hmm. he's <laughs> he's everything but also nothing it yeah. is it is literally the entire universe, but also one person. It is... It's
1: very non-committal.
0: <laughs> exactly, right? It is it's, it's every, it, it is that random, really large chain of events that yeah. leads to every single thing. It's that. That's what we're defining basically as God. Um, because, at least in, in the Sikh faith, like that's how uh, they defined God to begin with. That, hey, God is not some person. God is not some being it doesn't die is not born is beyond time is beyond emotion beyond all of this other shit Mm -hmm. and um, so yeah that was a really good conversation that we had because i think when we realize that everything we do is birth out of that fear like when 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 you know that and when you're aware of it you start to check yourself right And the more you check yourself, the more fearless you become. Right. Right. And the more fearless you become, the more free you are. You just, you don't sort of try to, uh, and that's the one thing I said to her. I said, mom, I don't necessarily agree with this idea of if you praise him, he will take care of you. Right. And I was like, I don't think that matters. Yeah. And I think Gurbani talks about it, too. I I don't think you saying, hey, thanks, man, or hey, you're doing a good job, or like, please help me, does anything. I think everything that happens actually just happens. Right, there's this concept of
1: like, if everything is destined, or let's say it's it's out of your hands, right? It's up to mm, God, right? Right. Then what is the point of ever praying? If it's always going to be God's will, whatever happens, Mm -hmm. good or bad, praying for things is useless.
0: All it does is all it does is it eases your tension eases right. your stress and eases your fear it helps yeah. you feel more comfortable like thinking that i have some sort of control over this right like i prayed for this so it happened
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and and sometimes that fucking lottery you know shit scratch off does turn out with three cherries and you're like Not oh right. shit like oh i i did this right like i prayed for this and it happened so right God must be real It must be a thing But like <laughs> You know Everything is Gonna happen At random Right It's ju- It just is
1: It's just Honestly I feel like All religious leaders For every religion They were always They, they You kind of Hit the nail on the head In the sense that They are all Fear mongers Right mm-hmm. They enforce yeah. this idea of Oh If you take this action XYZ is gonna happen to you Right, right. Oh, that's not a good thing. Or you do this, or you say this, and you act a certain way. This is the consequence that is tied to it. Now you're always going to be constantly thinking about. Oh man, am I am I breaking, you know, one of the laws or one of the rules? You're just constantly going to be uh, like paranoid about that, right? Right. Think about like you going to these countries. Let's say when you visit a new country and you learn that they have their own set of laws, right? Right. You're constantly just like making sure that you're always checked out and you're good right you're not right. breaking any laws you're not uh, you know uh creating any a ruckus or you know just pr- you know creating conflict you're not doing right. that you're respecting the culture but uh, and and that's the thing right these these religious leaders from way back when they took advantage of people's fear and they mm-hmm. built an entire i hate to say it, use this word in this way but a, an entire business out of this mm-hmm. whole thing right right and I don't mean business in the sense that, like, oh, they're trying to turn profit. I mean business in the sense of how systematic it is, right? And I, I don't,
0: I don't know if it's, I don't necessarily know if it was with a malicious intent. I think the people that started organized religions also faced the same fears, and they were like, oh, I'm. Then they started selling this fear easing medication, like, hey, take this and you'll feel less scared. Like, if you pray for your own well-being or your family's well-being, it makes you feel less scared that something could happen to you at any moment. But it also forces you to live in that fear now. Like, that yeah. becomes learned behavior. And now you're like, I can't escape this. Like, this is a part of my life now. And that's all it is. I, I feel like, I don't know, I could be wrong, but... um. I forgot what I was going to say, but like organized religion to me is is everybody gets together to try and ease each other's fear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why that's why you have wars. And that's why you have people being aggressive and using religion as a as a source of uh, motivation to fight other people is because they have been able to become a group of people that all believe the same thing, behave the same way. And their belief gets threatened when somebody believes something different. Mm -hmm. Right. And that shakes up their whole environment and they're not okay with that. They don't want anybody shaking because they built an entire society, an entire life on that belief.
1: Yeah. Their entire reality revolves around these centric themes or beliefs that they've been taught that are those, these are the ways that you have to abide. Right. Right. Or the rules you have to abide by. Yeah. Um, so when you yeah and and I agree with everything you were just saying, I just feel like so I, like it's hard to say whether it was malicious or not, the intent, right, the right. original intent, right? Because I feel like there had to have been some kind of organization within society or hierarchy in, in terms of like maybe not a government, people so, that want to maintain but, control, yeah. <clears throat> right? There's always that hierarchy because personality types are just that's where human nature comes from, right? Right. So right. I feel like there has to have been at some point somebody realized that this was the way in order to get people to believe a certain thing or see things the way you see things, right? I agree. But and, I agree. But
0: the, I think I think religion is the first form of government. Yeah. I think organized religion is the first form of government is like if if we want to maintain order and peace and we want citizens to behave a certain way and do what we want them to do then we have to make sure they believe the same thing we have to sell them this belief Right. Uh, and so I, I don't know if it's a quote unquote like I don't know if that's malicious per se uh, but it's intentional yeah you could say that like it's intentional yeah. they, they meant to create a society where they wanted to control how the society behaves how the po- population behaves and yeah. anybody that behaved outside of that was punished. Right. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at history, even, even people that are controversial figures in world history, let's take a Hitler, for example, right? right? He essentially followed the same principles that religious leaders followed back in the day, right? Mm. In order to get that herd mentality or uh, the, the common belief system going. With their with the masses, right? Somehow he was able to convince so many people that what he was doing was okay. Right. right. Yeah. So essentially, it's the same idea.
0: Yeah. It, it essentially, yeah. Not to the scale. I mean, it obviously, his. On, the, you know, yeah. I'm not talking about the end result, yeah. <laughs> but I'm talking about like yeah. the way he went yeah. about it. You know.
1: He
0: he convinced people that you know uh, uh, any other race was not an acceptable race. Yeah. on this planet or yep. didn't deserve the same uh respect as as them right <sighs> shit is crazy man it's crazy to think about but what i really love and what i'm getting away from all of this is like um is it's really good to have open and understanding discussions and conversations about this stuff right mm-hmm. like versus just Because my mom's a pretty religious person. Like, she'll always be like, yeah, 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 cool, you're right. But, you know, at the end of the day, she's like, yeah, my religion is still my religion. Like, you ain't telling me nothing else. And I appreciate that. That's cool. Like, I'm not trying to change anybody's beliefs or anything like that. Yeah,
1: I mean, at the end of the day, it's about what gives her comfort.
0: Exactly, right? Right? If if doing part and stuff, like, makes her feel good, if it gives her peace of mind, if it makes her a, a humble person, then you know that's great that's awesome like who am i to try yeah. and question that you know what i mean yeah.
1: um i mean we've talked about this on the podcast a few times prior as well yeah. and i think one one of the things i mentioned in in, in that set episode was that um oh shit i lost my thought <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to remember the episode I and mean, I, I completely lost what i was going uh, um, right. anyway, yeah, to
0: say sorry but anyway we've
1: talked about it in the past go back and listen to that go back and listen to all (laughs) 50
0: of our episodes son anyway on a uh more exciting note j cole is dropping two new songs tonight uh today's the 22nd today's wednesday night uh super excited about that uh apparently an album is to follow yep so i'm very excited about that but what i'm not excited about is him saying that he's going to retire after this album
1: <laughs> is he is he saying that? I didn't even read that.
0: I I thought that's what he said. Um, but no, that's I'm Logic. hoping it's I'm hoping that's not true. Logic also said that. Logic said that he's dropping an album soon, which I know you don't like Logic, but uh, <laughs> 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 Sumit hates all white rappers. Eminem, Logic, four okay. others. I don't know. I don't know What's any it? others. We, uh, we Machine Gun, Gun Kelly. Sensitive, I
1: hate we live in a very racially sensitive time right now. Don't be saying shit like that, (laughs) (laughs) because it's just not true. (laughs) I just happen Um, to unlike (laughs) or dislike, rather. Whatever. Logic is great. Logic
0: Logic is dropping an album. So for all you music enthusiasts out there, hip-hop enthusiasts out there, uh, look out for that. Uh, That's supposed to be his retirement album. He said he's going to retire and spend time with his kid and his family after that. So that's cool. Um, What do you think about that? Like, Do you think for somebody that like has built a career only recently, I feel like, I mean, he's been around for a while, but I feel like he became a big name in the last five years. And for him to be like, yeah, I'm done. Is that a smart ass move? Like, is that a super smart move where he's like, yo, I made a ton of money. I've invested in real estate, invested in the market, bought companies merch, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like done a great job. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm done. Or is it like, considered retiring too early
1: uh it depends on what you consider too early <laughs> right? like yeah i don't know i mean if it's not his... like
0: he's old so Yeah, that's no, but not i don't
1: i don't think it comes down to an age thing especially with creatives it comes down to content at the end of the day right and mm. if you feel like you're you've kind of peaked or you've capped in terms of what you can provide from a content perspective you might feel like there is a natural end that occurs at a different point of your, than you expected, right? Some people mm. feel like they want to last, you know, into their, I don't know, senior citizen yeah, age or whatever. Yeah, I mean, at least Eminem you know? is
0: forty-seven. Jay Z's in his fifties. You know, like
1: yeah. But, you know, but, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, for Logic, I'm just, I, I don't know how well his last two albums did, right? So maybe it's, right. like, maybe you know, I feel like I don't have the same fire to make the same music, or mm. I, don't, I just don't have the fire to continue in this path or and not see the reward that I want out of it kind of thing, right? I do like,
0: think he can benefit from some more experimenting. Like, I feel like it's... And this is the same with Sidhu Musiala, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I had this conversation with another artist... Uh, I do feel like some artists can benefit from experimenting and leaving their comfort zones a little bit. Logic's album, uh, the last albums, the last few albums, I would say, all had similar vibes to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, there's some albums that are more upbeat and more sort of like party music versus some that are more... uh, Like he separates Bobby Tarantino and then, you know... Uh, logic he he likes to separate the two and sometimes he makes somber music or more meaningful music and sometimes he just makes ignorant music and stuff but overall, I feel like he could have he could have maybe experimented a little more, but he's only thirty years old dude like
1: yeah, but man, man, this. Man's is like two, be, three
0: years younger than us.
1: <laughs> the thing is, he's not just going to be sitting around doing nothing. I know. I recently read something yeah. about him uh, trying to get involved in investing in esports. So he's trying to like uh. either start his own team, or uh, is, is trying to invest in an existing esports team. So there's a lot of money in esports right now, and you know, there's a lot of artists that and rappers, whoever that um, also are heavy gamers. Right? You look right, at Nav. Right. You look at. I mean, Logic has to be one of them. Drake was one of them. Uh, who else? Um, I did Travis hear Scott, about this. You know, so yeah, I yeah, know I that did hear he's. About- yeah, so I know he's he's trying to get involved in esports. He he made an effort a few quite a few years ago with this company called Hundred Thieves, uh, an esports okay. organization. And at the time, the the guy who created it, uh, Matthew Hague, goes by Nate Shot. He was like. I just don't know what value you would provide because at that right. point they were just getting started it wasn't really even a company yet. Right. But he pulled he had pulled Matt, Matthew aside and said look you know whatever you're doing whatever you're working on from an esports perspective I want to get involved mm. as an investor. Right. right. And, you know, it's just one of those opportunities that the organization missed out on to have such a, a big name backing them yeah. alongside that, right? So
0: esports is insane. So I am yeah. reading, uh, you're right. I remember seeing this, but I forgot about it. Logic signed an exclusive deal with Twitch yeah. to be the company's first musician to sign. And the deal, even though they didn't disclose the exact number, is in the seven figures. Mm-hmm. So the man got a minimum $10 million. Yeah. At the very minimum. That's fucking smart, dude. You get $10 million, like, you can retire with $10 million if you spend it wisely and if you're smart enough to to invest it properly and shit like that. And And I'm sure he has tons of other money from past performances and appearances yeah. and shit like that so and
1: plus just doing stuff on twitch means you get to work from home so he gets everything he wants he gets his retirement yeah. he gets to be home with his family with his ch- with his kid or kids That's whatever he's got smart. right now yeah and he still doesn't need to like leave right he also is,
0: has his own label uh, so he, he might spend time developing the artists on his label i know he had a few possible i don't know
1: label. who signed to his label but it was just people um,
0: that he knew, like people in his crew. Yeah. Um. It wasn't like that big of a roster. But that's yeah. interesting. So do you think Jay Cole, like if he retires, is going to do the same thing? Like focus I mean, on basically building his label, right?
1: I think his label is in pretty good hands because he's not the one running it. It's Ibrahim who's, who's his manager. So right, he's, you told he, me this. Yeah. That's, his, uh, that's the guy who's like the kind of creative genius behind uh, Dreamville. And I think he's the one who created the organization. But could be wrong. Okay, nice. Um, but yeah, essentially it's the same idea, right? I think it, he you, you, we mentioned earlier that he might be thinking about retirement as well. Yeah, and and he just revealed that he has two kids, right? Right, and he is Shit, thinking about nobody retirement. Nobody fucking knew. <laughs> and, no, he j Cole has on two track, kids. Well, he mentioned on a track once that he, uh, he was referencing his wife, and it was like, right, uh, she gave me the gift of my son, and plus we got right, another right, one on all the way. So right, right, right. That was a while back, and I think that child was born as well. So wow, congr- I mean, congrats to him and his wife. Congrats, you know,
0: Cole, man. Um, That's fucking awesome. But
1: I, I can, I can understand how some people's priorities in the music industry are different versus others, right? And so this retirement aspect of it is, is, is it like, is it really early or is it perfect timing because now they have a family that they want to focus on? You know what I mean?
0: It's also interesting that because of COVID. And the uncertainty behind when this shit is gonna end and when concerts will be a thing again—it's uh, also interesting because I feel like the smarter artists are figuring out how to pivot, and they're figuring out, you know, how to continue. Because mainly these artists don't live off of streams; they live mm-hmm. off of concerts and merch. Like yeah. that's how that's that, appearances, concerts, and merch is that's that's how they make their money. Yeah. And so I think the smarter ones are like thinking about how do i fucking pivot and continue to make money beyond uh you know beyond performing now because now i don't know when i'm going to be able to perform
1: yeah
0: um but anyway speaking of retirement you know which motherfucker needs to retire which one fucking kanye west kanye
1: West.
0: Stop what you're doodling on fucking colored construction paper for fuck's sake. Stop that shit. <laughs> stop stop trying to make your own fonts with permanent markers. Stop just stop it, bro. Just stop. Just Somebody stop get it. this man help. I'm joking, but I know a I'm man not. when he's in pain. <laughs> I like I can see it. I can see that man needs help. Yeah. Like he needs help so badly. Somebody tweeted today, um, uh, talking about how there's a good chance that him and Kim might get divorced and what that might do to the economy, I thought that was kind of funny. What if
1: I do to the economy? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I was
0: like, I was like, I don't think that's gonna do anything to the economy. Yeah. <laughs> it might hurt. It might actually boost the TMZ there stock. A, like, I don't know if TMZ has <laughs> stock, but <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be good on content for another year. Like, they be
1: set. <laughs> um, there was a report recently. I think it was yesterday or this morning. I, I read something about how or XXL posted on their Instagram. That Kim met with a divorce lawyer after Kanye's uh, rant. or yeah, after his tweet about wanting to divorce her.
0: Wow, he tweeted that. I didn't. I didn't oh, read that. Oh, dude, part. he went yeah. crazy. I don't follow. Him, I do know if it was. La- I, do. I,
1: I. didn't. I mean, I, I, he was I think ranting. I, I saw
0: him. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the rant. Like he was going off. I don't know why he puts random spaces in his tweets. This shit pisses me off. I'm like, bro, you already yeah. have limited characters to work with, and you decide to use yeah. a space bar. Like fuck punctuation,
1: punctuation would have been much more economical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> in his new shit, remember he he wrote down a bunch of shit and took out all the vowels. I was like, this motherfucker hates vowels now. Like, what's <laughs> your problem, bro? <laughs> why you got all this hate <laughs> for vowels? What they ever do to you?
1: Why say more words when less do less words do trick. <laughs>
0: What are you going to do with all this saved up time, Kevin? see world.
1: I don't understand. Are you saying see the world or see world?
0: When I become president, they, they see. see.
1: <laughs> they see.
0: Yeah, man. He, he had some shit on what he posted that didn't have vowels. And I was like. I can't even figure out what you mean here. I could, I felt like I was playing Scrabble. I was like I could put an A here. I could put an E. I could put an I. Is it is it? Because it was just like D and D. I was like, is it dandy? Is it is it is it dade? Is it dude? Dead? D. I was like, what the fuck is this word, bro? Just use a vowel. Buy a fucking vowel. You have the money. I was yeah. pissed Anyway I'm I'm just like Trying to block out All this Kanye West Noise Because it's so annoying Thank god for Dave Chappelle I tweeted that shit too If you don't follow me on Twitter Tanman tweets with a Z Make sure you hit that shit I I'll sh- I be putting up Some funny stuff on there uh, <laughs> uh, Exclusive My, my um,
1: guy tweeted about Being on the toilet earlier <laughs> Yeah I did What did I say You said anyone else Pooping during Zoom meetings No Cool Me neither
0: <laughs> I should have you narrate my tweets because you do such a good job. Um, Apparently, yeah, I,
1: Kanye hates valves as much as he hates face masks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Read another one.
1: All right, I got you. She follows you but looks for me. Oh, she follows you but looks for me in her story views. We're not the same.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. I got a good response on that one.
1: Oh, here we go. Uh, no more albums from Yay! please baby no more albums from Ye <laughs>
0: <laughs> seriously man that man should be done stop it I like it.
1: that you used the Kanye song for that
0: <laughs> I know right that was clever that was anyway. good uh, that right. was the last I... song or last album that I liked from him really uh, Life of Pablo yeah uh, I was not a fan of Yeezus um,
1: what about what was the last one he did
0: wasn't it Yeezus, or was it another one after that? Was I don't God, know. I, I just stopped. Something. Wasn't that on Yeezus, or was that a separate track? That was just a track he did with Travis, right? Let me
1: see. I forgot.
0: Anyway, um, thank God for Dave Chappelle. I think Dave Chappelle recognized that this man was crying out for help, that he's in pain, that he's going through some shit. That he has some severe mental health issues going right now, and Dave Chappelle showed up to to see Kanye, uh, just to just to check up on him, and make sure he's doing okay. So, Dave Chappelle's a great guy. Shout out Dave Chappelle, man. Dave, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast <laughs> yeah. one day. It would be an absolute fucking honor.
1: Let us know when you're free.
0: <laughs> let us know when you're free, man. Um. <laughs> hey, man, we got a dream. uh i did something exciting uh this week i did a takeover for a radio show Uh, oh yeah talk about that yeah um uh, i don't know if you guys have heard of ruckus avenue radio you could check them out at ruckusavenueradio.com. uh but there's a show on there called the desi slow desi soul jams hosted by one of my friends mandy mandy bunga from california and uh I love Mandy's playlist on Spotify, and I've been vibing to it, and I loved it, so uh, we were just chatting, and she was like, yo, why don't you do a takeover of one of my shows, and so I did a very cool takeover, I did the top 10 R&B jams from my childhood, well, not my childhood, my teenage years, top 10 R&B jams from the late 2000s, oh, sorry, early 2000s, late 90s. But it's okay. mainly all early two thousands. Mainly all early
1: two thousands. So I played right. some. I need to. I need to hear what's on this list.
0: Oh, you need to, you want you want the you want the breakdown? All right, I'm yes, giving sir. you the breakdown. All right, hold on, I got you. So, um, and you tell me what you think. Okay. So yep. it, it opens with Erica Badu, uh, okay, with her song, song "On and On." Okay. All right, so it starts with "On and On" by Erica Badu. It goes on to "No Ordinary Love" by Shadé
1: okay all okay. right two strong females back to back i like it
0: yeah you know right out the gate uh yep. it gets a, a a little bit newer with if i ain't got you with alicia keys okay all right uh that was a great song it was a great song it was on the radio like every day in the fucking morning you're, you're on the school bus going to, going to high school and you know that piano starts playing alicia keys starts just going off and you're like wow this is great um, yeah,
1: I definitely wasn't listening to Alicia Keys. <laughs> I,
0: whatever, bro. Uh, it was whatever the bus driver decided to put on for us. It was always the radio, you know. Like it's not yeah. like it's not like I had my own Walkman and shit. Um, mm. Next up, John Legend, "Ordinary People." Okay. What a classic, classic hit R&B song. "Ordinary People" is like one of my all-time. I favorites. can just
1: imagine you sitting in your car listening to this playlist, just jamming out. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like, like full on, yeah. just like getting your Mariah Carey on.
0: Yeah, even when I recorded it, how'd you know? I definitely have Mariah Carey on there, by the way. Of course, um, you have.
1: there's only been one male artist on this list so far.
0: I'll name you several. Next up, Boys to Men, "End of the ro- End of the Road." Right? Okay. Um, then next up, Casey and JoJo. Mm-hmm. All my life
1: oh okay. Classic. Li- Love that song.
0: Love I that pray song. for someone like you, <laughs> <laughs> and I pray God, God <laughs> that I finally found you.
1: And oh, we just lost all of our listeners. <laughs>
0: yeah, we did. Everybody, did, the the graph of like when you see like people dropping off, there's like a sharp just drop right here. <laughs> it's Just a cliff. <laughs> what all right, but then they did. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, um, let's see if you know this one. Music Soul Child, okay. half crazy, Yes, from sir. Philly. One of my favorite artists from that time. Um mm-hmm. then uh Lauren Hill. Can't take my eyes off of you. Gotta gotta respect the queen, Lauren Hill. All right. Then I got two strong male artists back to back. We're talking about Neo. Oh wow. Okay. Said I'm so sick of love songs. <laughs> so sad. <laughs>
1: Bro, I used to be so sick of that song. Yeah, it was, it was always on, on the radio like non stop. This is what, like 2006, 2007, something, something like
0: that. that. I, I can't remember when it came out. I'm trying to when it came out, but yeah, it was a super dope song. Um, then up next, we got Usher. Usher. Uh, <laughs> you remind me of a girl. Okay. Right? Um, yeah, I, I, I was going to do one. You Got It Bad, but. I don't know. I like You Remind Me Better.
1: Really? I actually think, yeah. I mean, I personally like You Got It Bad Better than the others. I think that's his yeah. like, best song.
0: I don't know. I, I wanted know, to do catchy. one or two songs. I did, I did two or three songs that weren't like the top hit songs. They were like second or third, basically. Mm. Uh, like I oh. also did Alicia Keys' Diary, which is not as big of a song as If I Ain't Got You, you know? So Diaries gotcha. on there. Usher, you remind me of me. Uh, you, so, you remind me, sorry.
1: So you took you over this you, radio you show. You remind
0: me of me is a song Kanye West will sing for himself.
1: I remind me of me.
0: I'm in love with me. I miss me. I want me. I love me. I am me. <laughs> Good, sorry, I started ghostwriting for Kanye for a second. My bad uh last song on there was Mariah Carey. We belong together that's that's just your your classic prom song your your fucking uh
1: homecoming song you know what I mean You I got some... some uh real nostalgia with this time period and specifically with like the artists that you picked
0: yeah i, I it's so hard to pick like I, there's twelve on here. I was supposed to pick ten. But it's so hard to pick songs to be the top 10 or 12, you know, from this era of music. Um, okay. If, because if we can they're add, so...
1: If we can add a few artists to your list, mm-hmm. I would say Genuine.
0: Genuine, 100%. Because
1: how can you not?
0: <laughs> how can you not? Yeah. Um, genuine, uh, genuine with Difference. Differences. What's a song called? Difference yeah, or differences. Yeah, differences. Yeah, yeah. Jodeci. Jodeci. Yes, I didn't put one twelve on here. I got Boys to Men 112
1: on here. One twelve, pretty Ricky.
0: I don't have one twelve on here. Yeah. Um, I also left out. None of these are intentionally left out. It's just really difficult to make this fucking list. Uh, who else? Uh, Brandy was kind of like a like a very short lived career, but Brandy Brandy had some cool songs, but uh mary j blige i don't have any mary j blige on here
1: what are you doing bro no, i know i
0: know now i'm pissed at myself <laughs> but it's so hard it's so you should hard have to-
1: consulted with me before you went on this radio show <laughs> no, <kidding>. i know <laughs> no um, so yeah you just played hits back to back to back
0: yeah 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 that's it uh so this the show's called they soul jams i think it's going to be out This week, probably going to be out Thursday or Friday, so look out for that if you're listening to this show. If you're listening to this podcast right now, make sure you go out and listen to that show. Make sure you listen to it. It's called Tan Man Jams on the Desi Soul Jams. Uh, I had a great time, man. I had a really good time. I got to use my radio. I was trying to use this radio voice. Because <laughs> oh like if you gotta listen, hear this. cause if you listen to her voice on the show the host Mandy Mandy does like a very cool like late night radio voice like she's like hey welcome everybody to Daisy Soul Jams with your girl Mandy and I was like oh maybe I should match that energy <laughs> be like what's up everybody welcome back to 10 man jams <laughs> I was, like, trying to live out my love doctor dreams. I was like...
1: Wait, you know? and, and did you actually do that or did it... Co- no, you z- I, I... So what did no. you actually do?
0: Just ended up doing my regular podcast voice. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Welcome back, everybody, yeah, to Dacey Soul Jams.
1: <laughs> you have to do some PR uh, PR work if you were doing the other voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like if if women listened to it, they would be kind of like creeped out they'd be like what the fuck is this voice that dunman is doing And would be like welcome back everybody to thisy soul jams with your guy Tan man <laughs> the ones and two i got a great show for you tonight i would feel like <laughs> you're trying to hit on me right exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh man there were so many tyrese man tyrese i should have put on there too brian mcknight Jesus Christ, like, so yeah. many... There's a.
1: I used to have an old playlist I'm trying to find that had all these guys. I made a playlist for Fute uh, a while back. Oh, you did? Yeah, but it was on Apple Music, so I can't really open that right now.
0: Right, right, right. But, yeah, it was good, man. It was a good time. Um, you know, music for me and you, music is like air. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it, was, it was fun. I'm glad I got to do it. Um... There's some serious shit in the news. I don't know if you want to talk about it. Maybe we'll talk. I always want to talk about it. You always want to talk about serious shit. I'm the one that kind of like shies away from it. Um, some serious shit in the news happened. Um, there's this guy named Daniel Lewis. Uh, and this is this actually happened like last week, I believe. We were Mm going to talk about it last time, but we had so much else to talk about. Yeah. Um. So he. Is a convicted murderer, was a convicted murderer. Uh, mm-hmm. He was responsible for killing a man, his wife, and, and their 8-year-old daughter and dumping them in a lake in the 90s. And he's been in federal prison since. hmm And so now what? It's been two decades, basically. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, um, this, you heard about this, right? Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, the Supreme Court decided to um, vote on his execution, right? And they voted on it something like two o'clock at night or some shit, mm-hmm. and literally uh, within two hours he was executed. Yeah. Um, and this shit just threw me off because I, I was talking to a couple of my friends about it. I was like, "Yo, that." So first of all, he he he's what the news is saying is that he was a one-time white supremacist too. Mm-hmm. So there, there is that there's the fact that he killed three people. So he's a convicted murderer. Right. And I don't know when, when the news hit, I was like, yo, is this, or is this not fucked up? Because I feel like if it wasn't a white supremacist, if it was a person of color, I feel like the country would have been in riots. The country would have been uproar. Mm-hmm. Like, how the fuck did this shit just happen overnight? This is fucked up, blah, blah, blah. It, th- first of all, the federal government hasn't executed anybody in 17 years, mm-hmm. in almost two decades. Right. And then out of nowhere, they're like, oh, yeah, let's kill this motherfucker. Like, he's dead. Um, yeah. I don't... And his family wasn't able to be there because there was such short notice. Mm-hmm. He, I, I, I don't even know if his lawyer was there or not. I feel like might have been. I don't, I don't believe been. he was. Right. Um... And so I wanted to talk to you about it. Like what what do, you, what do you think? Is it fucked up or is it not fucked up? Is it is it perfectly normal? I feel I, like the country is usually divided on capital punishment.
1: And well, uh, I am so,
0: always torn on it.
1: So I guess in this situation I w- so here's the thing, right? There's two conversations at the same time. One is your stance on capital punishment. Right. And the second is regardless of whether you support it or you're against it, in this scenario, was what happened, like, was it, what, what's the, the word I'm looking in for? the
0: way it was uh, executed, no pun intended, Yeah. also fucked up. So I guess right. there's two things, right? Like, so, okay, one discussion is normal capital punishment under normal circumstances mm-hmm. versus where his was very rushed, uh, and sudden and unannounced and just sort of happen. Right, that's kind of fucked up, right? Like, okay, let's talk about the the second one. Let's talk about the way that this one happened. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's fucked up or do you think it's okay?
1: Yeah, because look, I don't know what his legal status was. I don't know if he had exhausted all his legal options at that point, right? Because right. if you're on death row, even if you've been, you know, the book has been thrown at you, there's no way for you to actually ever get out of jail at right. least with the actual death penalty itself, the actual right. execution aspect of it, is generally taken off the table, right? right? I feel like that's usually the case. Yeah. Usually appeals go through. They get, you know, things things work out. But I feel like... So he was already on death row. Like yeah, his he, sentencing was, he was already was, there. Was yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. But what I mean is, like, you can still appeal. You can, right, you right, can, right. You can say, oh, I'll stay on death row until I die. Or right. you can you know, follow through with early execution or whatever. Right. And and that's the later or the first conversation that should be had, right? Like your stance on capital punishment in general. Because I think right. that will dictate whether you believe what happened with him was justified or not. P- maybe. Mm. Right. Obviously, there's a whole element of was it fair that it was done so quickly and so like abruptly in the middle of the night. So right. it, it seemed like very like it was trying to be like very clandestine, Sketch. like very under the table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But who knows, right? Um, I I don't think it was the right way. I don't think that. Do you, you know, think you should, you should give everybody the opportunity the- to be prepared for it? I feel like right. right, right. Regardless of you know what the what your what your uh you know prison sentence has been or what your uh, sentence for, for life has been, yeah, you should be able to come to terms and come to peace with the idea of knowing when you'll be gone,
0: even if you've killed three people in your life, right. I and I think that's fair. I I I think I don't I don't know about anybody else, but I, I think that's fair. I feel like no matter how heinous the crime, I feel like if you have gone through due process and you have been served a sentence, I feel like if you're going to be executed, you deserve to know at least twenty four hours in advance,
1: <laughs> this yeah. man
0: literally was woken up in the middle of the night and was like, "Hey, man, uh, it's your time to go today, yeah, and like I two thought hours there later he
1: like was I was just gonna say like I thought there was a thing where you get to choose your last meal before you die
0: apparently not. I don't know, I don't know, and there's articles that talk about how like this was a political move, a political mm-hmm. act, it wasn't really you know something uh that that was more it it wasn't like case related this was Mm -hmm. like beyond and bigger than all of this basically it was bigger than the case right um in in regards to capital punishment then let's talk about that Mm -hmm. like uh, um i don't know always where i stand Mm -hmm. I, I, i don't know i i have great discussions with people all the time but you know um People will say things to me like they'll present a scenario and say, okay, this person goes into a school, shoots up, and and kills 20 children. Mm -hmm. Do you think this person deserves to live? And I'm just like, I don't fucking know. Maybe Maybe they live in prison for the rest of their life. I don't know. Uh, Is it really on me to take somebody else's life? I would hate. I don't know. But then, was it really their right to take twenty kids' lives? Also, right. no. But right?
1: is it is it your is the onus on you to, to make that justification? You get know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is it is it your position or place to be passing judgment on how or whether somebody lives or dies? No, right? Right. That's not for but, us to decide, as as people. I feel like. My, I, I guess yeah, the thing is, it's, I, it's
0: like if if you <clears throat> are in remorse that twenty people died. Right? Yeah. You're remorsing on the fact that you value those lives. Right. But you're not willing to put the same value on this person's life. So now we're yeah. valuing people's lives and saying, hey, this person's life is not valuable enough
1: I because mean, I, they I, did this. Yeah. So I guess the thing, I guess what it comes down to is the idea that um, if somebody does something, yeah. You have to it, it's up to you to kind of decide whether the way you saw it makes sense with what they were sentenced with, right? Essentially. Yeah. That would be the idea. Yeah. So the punishment has to it's fit the hard. crime. It's it's, it's it's I struggle with it as well. I and I think I'm back and forth on it personally because I think there are some days where I I read something that somebody did and they're on death row, they're they're expected to be given the the, right. uh, the execution. And it's a result of something truly, truly heinous that they've done. And right. the emotional side of me says, oh yeah, kill him, right? Like that's right. the emotional response when you read something so like tragic or right. drastic. But the realistic response to me is like once I've had time to think about it, I sit down and I'll be like, look, yes, he's a terrible human being or he or she is a terrible human being. They've done an extremely heinous thing. Is yeah. it forgivable? No, no so yeah. is it is it uh, a life sentence enough to justify the actions that they've taken and as a consequence or is it appropriate to put them to death the same way they took lives right right i struggled that left also, and also
0: right. and also one thing to consider here is 20 years have gone mm-hmm. by like for this guy, he's been on death row what um almost 20 years i guess if, if the crime happened in 1990s they said whatever mm-hmm. whatever two decades have gone by is he a reformed human being and no deserves a second chance in society
1: no or no
0: you don't no, think so you don't because, think it's like so
1: because i think if you are given the term sentence of uh, life right yeah then i think that's enough punishment for them to to kind of get the picture of what like the the actual consequence itself that 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 experience on its own is going to be enough to me as a sentence. Hmm. Because I feel like
0: that's an interesting take.
1: Giving or taking people away from their everyday life or the freedom that people have outside of prison is more torture than freeing somebody of life, if that makes sense, right? Interesting that's like, an
0: interesting take you're, you're saying that but I, I feel like somebody in prison would beg to differ they'd be like at least I'm alive I get to see my family every once in a while I get to breathe fresh air I get to eat food I get to think my brain yeah. is here my mind is here I might not be able to leave this confine but I still have a life right you know Um. I don't I don't know if if, uh, if uh, you know uh, so we're trying to in, incarceration would say, <coughs> I wish you had just, you know, gotten rid of me the mm. moment you arrested me kind of thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no. And that's kind of my point. Like, I don't think that would be the response that most people would give. I think they'd rather live their lives in in prison, knowing right. what they have around them, as opposed to, you know, being freed of any guilt or whatever they have to live with. Like, it's it's mm. essentially like if you're ki- if you're actually executing someone it's like you are relieving them of the punishment that has been put on them right life in prison is a punishment right even though they are you're alive you know you're you might be able to see your family every (laughs) so often that's
0: interesting i don't know man that's an interesting take that you're saying you're saying that yeah they would feel freer being executed
1: i'm not saying that they would choose execution over life i'm not saying that what i'm saying is it doesn't feel like the option of execution is enough punishment Mm. because it's like you're cutting short the amount of time that they were supposed to be punished that's that's what i'm saying
0: do we as a society (sighs) want to feel good for somebody like daniel lewis who has lived an extra 17, uh, 20 years or whatever than he normally would have. Right. And be like, hey, be happy we gave you an extra 20 years, my guy. Or are we like, fuck, man, 20 years have gone by and then out of nowhere he's paying this heavy price for this crime that he committed out of nowhere. You know what I mean? That's where my sort of, uh, that's where I'm torn apart where I'm like... Uh, okay on one hand You fucked up You did yeah. a terrible thing But look You got to live An extra 20 years right. You didn't deserve that You know or, or like We didn't have to Give that to you Yeah And now And now You paid the price For what you What you did Or it's like, damn. Twenty years have gone by. Even mm-hmm. in his last words, he was like, he was like, "I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I'm not a murderer. You're killing an innocent man." And I was like, "Fuck!" Right. I was shook when I read that. I was like, "God damn, that's insane!" Like, what if, what if he was innocent? Like, you know, nobody knows. Um, but and,
1: and it's happened know, before. There, it's it's happened in our history where right. innocent people have been executed and they were proven innocent after they were executed. Mm. So. There's you know, a great movie on time. this, by
0: the way. What's was, the was Michael B. Jordan movie uh, where he's a lawyer for death, mate, uh, death row inmates? Marshall. Uh, Marshall. Great movie, guys. Make sure you check that out. It's on yeah. Netflix. I'm going to switch topics here. Speaking of Netflix, I started watching because it's too, it's too, it's too, man. Well, no, too, I
1: want to, let's just put a wrap on that for a second. Okay, me, put a wrap me, on so, it. So Double the one thing was it. like, look, we're, I, I think where we both stand is that we're both conflicted with what we feel is more acceptable right Mm -hmm. I think I lean more towards the side of uh, life prison life in prison sentence is enough punishment I don't think it makes sense to execute people just to execute people right Right. that's my personal stance but again you know we're very conflicted based on I guess on a case by case basis right right the other thing I was thinking about was I
0: think I agree with you there I I, I think I'm on that same stance
1: the other thing I was thinking about was from an economical standpoint, right? This idea of keeping people imprisoned, it costs taxpayers money to make sure that these prisoners are able right. to live their, the, you know, whatever lives they're living in prison. So I from agree. an economic standpoint, it's like, okay, well, you know, should my tax dollars really be supporting a life that's been deemed invaluable now? Mm. You know what I mean? Right. But anyway, I just want to put a wrap on that. <laughs>
0: No, you wrapped it up pretty good. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, Netflix, though, we were talking about that, uh, mm-hmm. the Michael B. Jordan movie. I started watching The uh, Last Dance, uh, the Michael Jordan docuseries. Okay. I'm on uh, episode Bro, Center I thought or eight. you were
1: going to watch, I thought you were going to talk about Indian Matchmaker for a second. I will.
0: <laughs> listen, listen to me, listen to me it's up next. Okay. It's on my watch list. So next episode, <laughs> hopefully I have seen a few episodes by then. So I will fill that oh, next I'm watching be... it.
1: Oh, I'm you are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Like 10 so now. it's going to be
0: a sp- spicy episode podcast next, next week. Then we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah, Indian matchmaking. We got to
1: talk about it for sure.
0: Our favorite topic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I also want to know what people think about it. So if you're listening and you've watched it, let me, let us yes. know what you're think, what you think about the show and what your stance is. On yeah. Just, uh, the things that you've observed watching that, and, and we'll, we'll, address we'll it next talk time. about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But the Jordan the comments, documentary DMS, is great.
1: Whatever. The yes. Jordan
0: documentary is great. I know you've seen it because you saw it when it came out on HBO, right? Mm-hmm.
1: No, it's uh, it was on uh, ESPN, Showtime, oh,
0: oh, it was ESPN. That's right. Yeah. How much do you think Netflix paid to get it on there?
1: I don't know. So I had heard some must stuff have. about it. Must have paid good money. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know because they had mentioned that they created this documentary Uh a few years ago, or they shot most of it a few years ago, and then there Uh was some, like, back and forth with Michael Jordan and his team about the release date. So, I don't know if everything that was mentioned is, like, brand new information or what.
0: Is it produced by Netflix? Yeah. No. It is? yeah. Yeah, yeah oh so then so okay i thought i thought it was produced independently and that espn had the right i thought it was produced by espn and that espn oh. had the rights to it and they sold it to netflix but i, I guess th- not
1: no i think it was netflix productions but mm. espn had the rights to the documentary if that makes right, sense Right. Right.
0: okay, okay yeah yeah i'm uh, reading here it says here production companies are both espn films and netflix so that okay, makes sense so it was joint okay Okay, cool. The, no the document the docu series is great. Um I didn't grow up here in the 90s in America, mm-hmm. so I never grew up watching Michael Jordan. I did go to his last game as mm-hmm. a Wizard, I believe, uh which was like in the 2000s uh, and he was wearing a Wizards, you know, jersey and that was weird, but yeah. whatever. I did get to see him play once in my life. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but uh, it's really cool and really interesting to see all the shit, and and it's really well produced, and the storytelling is great, and they've got a great amount of people in there giving interviews and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's been dope, man. I've been really enjoying that. Uh, I've got like two, three more episodes to go. I'm excited to finish it. Um, yeah. He's. It, 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 <clears throat> I, I'll tell you this, like from somebody that did not know '90s American culture. Uh, somebody that did not know Michael Jordan, did not see the Bulls play or win championships or whatever, like, drama and shit and scandals and things like that. Uh, it's definitely eye-opening and very informational. Like, I, I I feel like I'm getting to know Michael Jordan better than I had ever before. Like, he's... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't think I ever had an opinion of him. I just knew that he was the greatest... Paper- player of all time or whatever but now like getting to know him personally is very interesting he's definitely a very interesting guy in the Mm -hmm. sense that he's not like a stephen curry or like uh or like a kobe bryant right know. i don't even think kobe bryant i think kobe bryant kobe bryant was actually more so like michael in a way too people talk about how aggressive he was on the court and
1: their playing styles were very similar he learned a lot of stuff about you know how to play the game from Michael, how to be in the yeah. league as a professional, as a young athlete, right. came out of high school, you know, so yeah. there was a lot that he learned from MJ. Um, yeah. he, MJ's a unique individual, man. He's a unique human being, unique athlete. You know, super his, uh,
0: unique dude like his, his attitude towards like I care about winning and that's the fuck it uh, I don't give a shit about your feelings I don't give a shit about nothing else like that, that shit is really interesting to learn
1: yeah I mean you see a side of him that you didn't know athletes existed. really had right like right. he had a different fire he has a, a different fire in him even still yeah you know He's got all the money in the world. Jordan Brand is killing it, right? right? right Constant, right. insane cash flow just from that alone. Yeah. Right? there's so much that he's taken advantage of in his in his lifetime. It's it's interesting to see them. Obviously, um, you know they wouldn't have published or released the documentary without his approval. So he saw everything right. and was happy with how it came out. But th- that also tells me that there might be a different side. Of certain mm. stories that he shared as well, that other people weren't shared. Like Scottie Pippen, sure. throughout that entire yeah. series, they they portrayed him like like his bitch, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> he was just Jordan's yeah. sidekick. He wasn't as good yeah. as he actually was. He, meanwhile, he's literally like one of the top players right, of that right, time right. period, and historically, right. he was he's clearly up there as well. Maybe yeah, not top 100%. ten necessarily, but you know he's right. he's a, he's, a, he's a high level player. So, yeah. like, I just felt like he, they kind of disrespected him a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah. And I feel like they could have talked about other things a little bit more, like talking about the whole relationship that Jordan had with the GM of the Bulls at the time. Right. Um, I know you're still a few episodes yeah, out, so yeah. I'm trying not to say too much. but No, no, no. Um,
0: they talk about that, you know, his relationship with Jerry Krause and stuff like that. So. Yeah. So. Uh, it, it's a it's a really good watch uh, if you guys haven't checked it out check it out on Netflix the last Dance the Michael Jordan documentary I said I said the MJ documentary to somebody and they're like, Oh, no way. I haven't seen that. The last thing I saw was the Neverland one. And I was like, uh, wrong MJ. Uh, <laughs> talk about Jordan, not Jackson. So let's clear that up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, there was the Michael Jackson documentary not too long ago, too. That's probably right, right, right. Uh, a reasonable confusion. <laughs> we'll
0: probably need to watch that next. Um, oh, man. But yeah, anyway, I'm going to close it out, man. Uh, this has been a great episode. I don't even know what the fuck we talked about. We talked about my conversations with my mom We talked about Kanye West We talked about music We talked about a lot of different shit We talked about Capital Punishment We talked about the MJ documentary It's going to be a really it's The most tough. random episode ever Yeah, I know It's going to be really <laughs> hard for someone to pick a title Yeah <laughs> Good luck with that, bud. Uh, Summit actually does all our titling. So if you guys like our titles, uh, kudos to Su- to Summit. If you hate them, then, you know, make sure you tell him. <laughs> Let him know that his titles are trash. And I'll take over. Uh,
1: <laughs> Yo, can you just take over, man? It's so hard to no. think of these titles sometimes. If I take
0: over, I'm going to pick the most, like, randomest, craziest shit always. Like, you know me. They'll they'll be like my tweets.
1: So make <laughs> I sure you follow 10-man uh, tweets zoom calling on the toilet
0: yeah (laughs) exactly that's the shit that gets people to to fucking click on an episode man we gotta clickbait this bitch uh anyways (laughs) thank you guys for tuning in uh we will try not to clickbait you too much uh but thank you guys for tuning in to yet another amazing episode of yet another podcast your boys simit and thundman we're out peace peace